Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today on the podcast we have Killian Groom, um, fifth strongest man in Ireland, doing to be strongest man in Ireland, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, Killian, just besides that, give us a quick introduction to who you are, just for anyone that doesn't know. Um, yeah, my name is Killian Groom. I'm from um, Balna, County Mayo. Um, I'm currently living in Galway working in GSP gym and I also work as a personal trainer and with the health plus store in um, Shop Street. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so with the, with being like the fifth strongest man in Ireland, that's an amazing feat and everything. But I think when people see achievements, they often don't see like what went into it. So talk mm-hmm. me through like how you actually got there. Like when did you start training and, and how did that all start? As in, like, you start strongman or kind of start the training cycle for it? Um, in, no, in general, like, even just starting, like, where did you start out with, with training? Um, yeah, so I got in strongman about, I think, four years ago or so, maybe, yeah, about four years ago. And um, at the time, you know, like, I, growing up, I was always, like, really active, like, you know, played rugby and done a bit of powerlifting. Um, but then I kind of went, like, you know, maybe two and a bit years where I was kind of, like, in and out in training, uh, struggled my weight. So I got up to like 125 kilos of just like, like I'm about the same weight now, but like, you know, completely different uh, physical condition. And then, you know, kind of moved up to Galway and just kind of like, you know, just kind of just kind of like lost the run of myself a little bit. Just was feeling kind of really lost in life. And um, I think what really got me going was like when I went to one of my sister's shows, because uh, she was doing Strong Woman and she was actually the second strongest woman in Ireland. Okay. And I remember seeing her um, pull a truck and I was like, right, if my sister can pull a truck, I can pull a truck kind of thing. And then it, it, that just kind of just like sparked something It was uh, in me then. So that was, yeah. So I signed up for a competition then a couple of months later and I was just like, you know, just, I was just training myself at the time and it was my coach, uh, Maddie Costello, who was running the competition. And it was uh, under 105s and I came third out of, I think it was like eight of us and just kind of like, Ever since then, I, I like I really just took the sport. Um, I never really had the intentions of like you know turning like pro, like wanting to turn professional or getting as far as I, I have now. Like my I just kind of thought you know it was something for me to do. So like I really needed like kind of like structure and purpose at the time. Um, just because the, the way I was going wasn't a good way to live. And um, yeah, so yeah, I had no intentions. I was just going to go, go as like a one hundred five uh, athlete and all this, but. Yeah, at the time, there was no real juniors competing. So it was just kind of me competing against, like, the older guys. And um, just kind of you know, over time, you know, I realized, like, I wasn't that much kind of far behind them. And um, it just kind of developed more and more. And then it was, like, back in 2019, I got called up by Glenn Ross by, like, four weeks before Ireland's Strongest Man happened. And he asked me to do it. And I remember I was, like, was really, really apprehensive about doing it because, you know, I knew it was going to be some, like, big guys and all that, like, and so I was just like, you know, screw it, like, I'll, I'll see what happens. I was going to compete in the under 105s that year, but, yeah, I just, like, went for it, and um, I, I done really well, like, I didn't qualify for the second day, but, like, once I'd done that, like, considering how well I did, I was like, I've actually got, you know, a pretty good chance at the sport, like, and then, kind of, since then, like, I, at the time, I was living in Sligo, uh, working in the Sligo Hospital, and, um, yeah, after that competition, like, I moved straight back down to Galway just so I could be with my coach. And ever since then, for like the last maybe two years or so, it's just been just complete, just like strong man. Just like that's just kind of been my main focus the last while. Cool, savage. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't know your sister was into it at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, my sister and her, yeah, her boyfriend as well. He was um, 
he he was he won like the UK's juniors or the Britain's juniors and uh, done a bit of like professional powerlifting and all that. But he's uh, he doesn't compete anymore. Uh, my sister's getting back into it, but yeah, it's just been uh, my brother as well. He's very he'd be very competitive, but he does um, jiu-jitsu. So kind of like within our family, it is kind of very competitive amongst each other in different ways. Yeah, that's cool. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, and it's funny like that like people I don't think people realize how much of an effect you can have on other people like you don't know who you could be inspiring so like yeah your sister inspired you and then that made you take action and mm-hmm. now I'm sure your sister looks at you and all that you're doing and she's being inspired and there's I'm, I'm sure there's countless others and you probably get messages from people and you never yeah. know who you yeah. could be inspiring and it's really it's really interesting yeah that's it is it is because like that's I know like when it came to when I started doing like post more videos on Instagram um it was something that like I wanted to do for ages um but I think I just kept putting it off because I had a kind of lack of confidence and I was just like oh you know like, nobody wants to like you know listen to me kind of ramble on and stuff but yeah. you know like I was at the time I was kind of you know like going through a lot of my own stuff and um I kind of just realized that I needed to make a change in my life because just like I, at the time I was, like, I was working in done stores and was there throughout the whole pandemic and between like training and college and all that it was like 75 hours a week so I was just completely like worn out in that so I was just like you know I need to I need to make a change so I kind of like quit my job um started like posting up the videos and yeah I got a lot of you know great feedback you know a lot of people just even just thanked me just for like the things been saying and stuff you saying that it made uh made an impact on them like so it's that's kind of like the most rewarding bit of it all. I think actually just knowing like, you know, you usually just make somebody else's life a little bit better. You know, it's, um, it's time yeah. well spent. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing what kind of sets me on fire is being able to help others because for me, I was probably in a similar enough position, but for me starting out with the gym, I was just mm. like that in a very kind of low point, I guess, like depression, um, yeah. no motivation, no energy, no drive, not even, I didn't really enjoy life and that sounds quite like yeah. uh deep no, yeah, I was in yeah. a place where I was like you know like is this it like what's what's there to look forward to almost um and then yeah. I took the, the step of just joining the gym and then through that you know ended up just really really enjoying that and yeah. really turned yeah. my life around you know um but yeah that's uh that's class um with the with the um the videos and that i think pe- people as well have this like misconception especially when you have like a lot of muscle or you're strong that like you know mm. that we don't have any kind of weaknesses you know people look at me and they see yeah. muscle, they look at you pulling trucks and like oh, yeah. no, he's different like he's you know he's just he's kind of built like that like he's he's able yeah. for um yeah 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 you, you do get like that and i think that's kind of i that's kind of like a mentality that i kind of adopted for a while um just because you know, like I've always been like I've I've always like liked kind of like supporting other people and you know helping people through their problems and you know like trying to you know set an example to try and like motivate people even you know just like people around me and that. Um, but yeah, you know, I said it's it's you know it was just kind of neglecting the fact that you know I'm not Superman at the end of the day, like and you know as you know as tough as you want to be, you know things do get the better of you and. Um, you know, like I said, like I, I um, when I you know, when I first started getting off in Strongman before that, you know, like it was just I, a lot of things you were saying. You're know, just like 
you know, a lot of low motivation, not feeling good about myself, in bad shape, you know, depression, just kind of like, I say, you know, like, is this it kind of thing? And um, then, you know, like a few months ago, I was kind of like having those same recurrent thoughts were kind of coming through my head. Um, just, you know, a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. And it was just kind of like everything starts getting kind of jagged. And, um, you know, I had all those kind of doubts, like, you know, coming back in and I was kind of doubting myself with, you know, strong man. And it was just like, you know, is this really going to pay off and just kind of everything I was doing and stuff. Um, but, you know, I think one thing that kind of helped me was, well, I, I guess I kind of got to the point where I just, I think it was just like one day I had it in particular, it was just kind of really bad. And yeah, I remember just kind of going home and just, I just completely gave up, you know, like I just didn't care about anything, to be honest, like, because I, I, I was putting so much stress on myself to be this person who could, who could do everything. And I was just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be that person where I just, you know, it's it's not me kind of thing. And just in that moment, I've just kind of like, you know, given up. It gave me a moment to just like relax. You know, like it was just, I, I didn't have the pressure on myself anymore. And, you know, I was able to kind of feel okay over how I was feeling because there was a lot of frustration. I was just like, you know, I've just, you know, got to keep it together, you know, to just keep pushing through things and all this. But, you know, it's, you know, even though I'm like a big, strong guy and all that, like you're definitely not an expert at everything. And, you know, definitely things, things definitely do get to you. So being able to admit that to yourself is definitely a strength in itself. So yeah. it was, you know, definitely a, a humbling experience. And, you know, ever since kind of that moment, then, you know, that's kind of after um, I had done kind of a few videos at that, uh, at that point. Um, but then, you know, that's kind of when I, you know, just kind of quit my job and I was just like, look, I need to spend more time kind of focusing on like what I'm actually doing and what actually matters to me instead of like, you know, kind of not so much wasting my time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was really well put. Um, and it's funny as well. I had a moment um, like that as well. I think it was probably around this time last year. It was around the start of this whole mm. COVID shite or bit past yeah. it. It was actually, it would have been a few months ago, so over a year anyway, but there was someone quite close to me that, kind of tried to end their own life and mm. that was it was it was very sad and everything and they're fine but that was like the moment for me when I just realized how kind of quick and and fragile life can be and yeah for me I, I tried not to look at all the negatives of, negatives of it and I tried to take a positive from it and one of them that I took from it was that look life can be gone like in a split second you don't know when your last day is going to be and I'm not trying to sound, sound morbid mm. but you know, most of us worry about what people would think of us and trying to keep up this appearance of who you're supposed to be. And yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter a shit. Like, and I, I'm, I'm constantly saying like, you know, like to stop kind of worrying about what other people think, because it, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And like, if, if you kind of neglect yourself as well, or if you neglect even one area of your life, eventually like it will start taking its toll. Um, but that kind yeah. of, that moment for me like just made me realize you know life is life is short and what does it really matter because I, I i had a fear of being on camera and i think i've only started doing podcasts like less than a year ago as well and i had a fear of mm. like my own voice being heard like or you know not being yeah. perfect and there is no yeah. fucking perfect you know and you just have there to is, yeah. Yeah. but people would look yeah. at me they're like oh no he's able to do a podcast because he's just saying it he's the guy that's always been going to the gym and he's always been strong mm. and he's always had this strong mindset um yeah yeah and it just isn't that it isn't that way. Like it's just, I think sometimes you get moments of kind of uh, 
I guess they're like moments of clarity where you realize like, you know, life is, life is short and some things are just not that important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I kind of like keep in mind is in the Chinese language, um, crisis and opportunity is the same word. So in times of crisis, there's a chance of opportunity and the chance of opportunity, there's a chance of crisis. So I think that's kind of like, you know, as said, like when I kind of hit that point, not that long ago, it was like, you know, even though it was a pretty fucking low point with everything that was going on, it like, it just, it gave me the chance just to kind of like, you know, just accept it. It got to that point where it was just like, you know, yeah, this is it. Like, so you got to just kind of either kind of sit here and just kind of keep going to eat away or you actually, you know, just do something and try and actually make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, and I think, I think as well, like you, you almost have to hit a low point in order for you to like realize yeah. how yeah. like kind of I think just how like amazing life is and how blessed you actually yeah, definitely. I guess yeah, definitely. if I didn't feel so so low like years ago with my depression I don't think I'd appreciate how good I feel now like every day and yeah yeah for sure opportunity in times of crisis and mm. I think gratitude is a, is a really big part of that as well being able to like appreciate yeah. what you have but you know, life yeah. is full of ups and downs, and the downs mm-hmm. are there, I think, to to make us realize how how good life is on the ups, and also, you know, the failures and, and things that don't go wrong. They're all just learning, you know. Um, and you do have the choice as well of letting life continue to spiral out of control or taking action by whether that's reaching out for help or you know making a change like going to the gym or changing your nutri- nutrition or even a big one for for most people is like just getting enough sleep or drinking enough water. Yeah. Yeah, getting enough water. Yeah, now water is so like underrated. Like it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Um, cool. So, what, what, like, what does your kind of training look like? Are you, are you kind of training every day? Um, and how long is your training? And just I don't. Um, I've seen a strongman competition. I think I've seen you lifting. It was in Maddie's gym. When was it? Probably a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. But. Mm, yeah, two years. I think I went maybe about two years ago. I think that was the first service cup that they had. Um, yeah, that, that was. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm always kind of doing something on some days, like some form, something like I'm. You know, I try to do like four days at least, and then do like an extra day of conditioning uh, when possible. So whether that maybe just like going for a cycle or a swim or just going into the gym and just kind of you know, like using the sandbags and that. But um, yeah, it, it'd be kind of like sort of like well. So we don't bench in the strongman. So benching is just like an accessory workout. So we'd have like, so basically kind of like, you know, uh, you could do like squat day, press day, and then like deadlift, and then like have another like press day. So you kind of switch between, for the press days, you might be doing like, you know, axle or low press. Um, the training itself, you know, it would be kind of like, how to explain it? It's like, you, you do like your strongman training, and then it's kind of like, you do like a powerlifting training as like your accessories, if that kind of makes sense. Or like for, say on like squat day you do like do all my leg stuff and then after that then you'd have like maybe do like two or three different strongman events so you might do like um yoke or uh like a farmer's walk or um, like a sandbag medley or something like that um the sessions can be quite long uh especially you're kind of coming up to competition um like you know some especially on deadlift days can go on for like oh like five hours almost like i remember like last friday uh there was like still like six of us 
in the gym training and we only like we're starting to like do our atlas stones at like 10 past 10 at night and it was like it was yeah but at the same time i love that though at the same time because i was like friday night 10 past 10 and like here we are all just like <laughs> lifting these big rocks stuff and that but um it is it is a big a big commitment um and we we do have the strength club um there's like uh, we got like three girls and then there's like seven guys um between like strong man and strong woman like we got aisha ola who's like Ireland's strongest woman um, training with us. So it's, you know, it's great seeing someone like her. And a few of the lads, like, really, really good powerlifters and that. So it's, it is great to have that environment, um, especially in a sport where it's kind of like, you know, it's just you going up. When you go out there, it's just you on your own. Like, I mean, there's no, like, like, I used to play rugby. Like, and when you play rugby, you'd always kind of like rely on your teammates and that. But, like, this is kind of like, it's all down on you and all kind of comes down to this, like, one moment. Like, cause especially, like, you know, you can be training 12 weeks for a competition. And it all comes like that. Twelve weeks all comes comes down to that day, like so. It's all about you know, kind of got to hit it right. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so that I think that that helps other people understand. Because even for me, I'm fairly aware of how powerlifting works. Never done a powerlifting competition or anything, but when it comes to strongman, it's a little bit. Um, I think people just see you like lifting big rocks. And yeah. Like, oh, that's that's it. Yeah. See, like the one, like one thing is, I say with like powerlifting is like you're constantly training like absolute strength, that you're always looking for just that that one max, that quick fucking spark. Whereas, like you know, say strongman, you know, they have competition. Like you've got like five to six different events, and there's like there's so many different variations. Like I, I haven't even done all the different types of events that could be in a uh, in a competition. So, you know, like every competition is different. And different, like something could be more statically heavy. Others could be kind of more maybe like endurance based. So you, like, you could have like, you know, deadlift reps at one competition, and then your next one could be like a max deadlift, and then it could be like a car deadlift for reps, and you could have like a silver dollar deadlift. So it's like you constantly got to change with the flow of things. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, with powerlifting, you know, it's just constantly building that, that, that strength. But, you know, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's easy for like a strong man to go into powerlifting competition and do well mainly just because you're so used to being like dynamic, but like it'd be a lot harder for a powerlifter to go into a strongman competition and do well because they're just kind of so used to that kind of like static heaviness that when it comes to like, you know, picking up a, you know, 160 sandbag, like it might not kind of work as well for them, even though they could have like a, a 300 kilo squat and a, you know, a 300 kilo deadlift. But um, yeah, yeah, there's like, there's, there's different types of conditioning and strength. Like, and, you know, that's the same, you know, it's same with kind of any sport. Like you go, everyone's bodies, even though people may look similar, you know internally you know everything's uh, a lot different yeah absolutely um how, how big of a role do you think the mind plays when it comes to being strong um yeah yeah that's it's it is definitely um something it's something to take into consideration i guess you know the one thing i really like about strength sports is you know, like everybody who's kind of like involved with them are really fucking nice people. Like really, really like when I go to competition, like you're always supporting, you know, the person you compete against. Cause you just, you want to see people do well. You know how hard uh, they put into it. But you know, I said, you got these super nice people in that, but it's like when they go up to do like, you know, heavy lift and it's just like to see somebody put themselves into like, you know, such like a, like a state of like rage and kind of like anger, which uh, like a lot of it, you know, especially for me personally like when I'm going up to do a heavy lift like it's not I'm not in like my mindset isn't you know in a kind of like a pure happy positive kind of place like it's yeah. it, it's dark in some senses it's 
it's, it's kind of hard to explain like yeah, like you just got to put your headphones on and just kind of send yourself somewhere and um you know it, there's so you know kind of some sessions at the end of it i'm kind of lying on the floor just kind of like laughing to myself over how fucked up my body feels from the whole thing so you kind of like i feel like to, to do really well in a sport like this you kind of got to have like you know maybe like there's something a little bit broken about you to yeah. really want to kind of push yourself through it consistently um you know like as i said like to show like to express that much you know anger and animalistic raw nature but then you know all these people then again to be you know so like well kind of grounded and you know nice people so it's it's a balance and i think it is i think a lot of people are afraid of that part of themselves they're afraid to kind of like think that they are capable of some form of aggression i think but i feel like you know to become whole as a person you need to be able to understand that and know how to control it yeah absolutely yeah that was uh my mind's blown <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know like, like when people kind of ask me you know like what what like what did you psyched up in that and it's just like if i really kind of like told people people would call me fucking crazy i guess but, yeah I, I was going yeah, to ask i was going to ask yeah. like, what are you thinking when you're when you're about to fucking pull a truck or you're like doubting yourself what if you don't mind it, me asking, it, what gets depend, you dependent, it, it could be different things like say um if I'm going up for like just a big heavy rep, it's kind of just like, you know, I've got like heavy music blaring and I'm just thinking of all like, you know, the fucked up shit that's gone in my life, all the like the things that made me angry. And like, I, I, as bad as it sounds to say, like if I'm going up for like a one max rep, if somebody was to walk in front of me on my way to the bar, I'd probably just knock them down. I'd feel fucking terrible afterwards. Like I feel really bad, but just, I'd just be in that mindset of just like, like a lot of the time I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm half blacked out. Like I don't, like, I, like I don't really remember like putting the chalk in my hands. I don't really kind of remember wrapping myself up to the bar. I kind of just remember just the sensation of lifting it and then like standing up and then like everything kind of comes back and then you drop and then you just kind of like, well, it's kind of like flush of endorphins. But you know, like one thing, I, like, especially when it comes to the more endurance events, like, you know, like a truck pull or like you're like, you know a sandbag or something and like one thing i just kind of like to think about is you know i'm alive right now like i'm i'm alive so while i'm alive i might as well do something fucking well fucking useful or something that's awesome you know so like when you got something big and heavy you got pulling the truck it's just like you know you're alive right now so you better do this kind of thing and just having that kind of appreciation for being alive does motivate me when I'm doing these kind of things like because you know I'm just like I'm not going to be around all the time so I might as well just do this while I have the chance yeah so that's kind of like one thing I like to kind of like just like putting put my especially but that's kind of more for like the endurance events especially when you're, if you're doing something like a like a car deadlift hold or something that's kind of like that's a whole different kind of level of masochism because like the only thing putting through that pain is your hands in the bar and it's just like yeah. you have to keep holding that bar if you want to win and it is, you know, you have the, the feeling of, you know, your, your biceps ripping off you and everything just feels like it's just going to like tear apart. But it's just, you know, kind of like how much you're really kind of willing to put yourself through. That's kind of what that comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And with that as well, you have to like, if you're doing a, the likes of a deadlift or something, it, it's very quick. Like you get into that mindset and you're thinking it and mm. you're done it. But yeah. with where you're holding it for as long as possible, you have to stay thinking mm. that. I mean that like, in yeah. an aggressive mindset in a way, but yeah. The one thing I found as well, like, like say if it came for like a deadlift for reps, I'd have to go into it a little bit calmer because 
if you're going for reps, you've got to make sure that your form is good because like if your form starts breaking down, you're going to get tired. So I found like if you go in too kind of hot and crazy, it, it just it just gets kind of sloppy. So it's like you need to kind of know when like what kind of mindset will work at like different times. For me personally, anyways, I know like some people just kind of go at it the same way, but uh, I, I try to approach them differently and like d- different circumstances, I guess. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I know you kind of touched on anger there as well. And I think people have this uh, this misconception with anger as well and rage and that, that it's bad. Um, but I, I, I'm definitely under the impression that any emotion isn't bad to like express. And if you hold on to emotions and that's, that's what led me to depression, to be honest, it was holding, holding mm-hmm. shit in, you know, not, not, yeah. I mean, like, how feeling. Yeah. but that can be anger. You can, you can be angry at people, but if yeah. you hold that in, eventually it turns into kind of, you know, inner tor- turmoil and it disrupts mm-hmm. what's going on. So if you have an outlet where you can let that out, then that's fucking brilliant. Like, Go for it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I remember one thing I heard was, um, depression is rage turned inwards and i was like that's that, that made when i heard that i was like that that, that that makes a hell of a lot of sense um but yeah you know like it's it's definitely it's like you know you hear a lot of people and just like oh you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be able to do that or anything i'm just like everybody's capable of these things and i feel like if you don't understand them you know you could be at risk of those emotions coming out at the wrong time yeah and uh, that's definitely i have definitely been guilty of um in the past but you know i guess nobody's perfect it's all a learning curve um one thing i found very useful i learned have you ever heard of uh miyamoto masashi i recognize the name yeah he wrote two books um the book of the five rings and another book called dokudo uh he was a, a japanese samurai and he was uh, undefeated over 60 jewels and he had the status of ronin which meant uh, a samurai without a master and um yeah, he basically just kind of like wandered around Japan, just kind of fighting for the greater good. And he, he's wrote, yeah, in his books, he talks about how it's important to dedicate yourself to a craft, which for him was sword fighting. But he said it was also important to kind of master other skills, like at the time, like such as like art, poetry, cooking, reading, writing, all these things. Because he said, if you were, if you want to become a complete as a warrior for him, it was also important to become complete as a human. Um, so like he was a very like well-known like Buddhist and philosopher and um, you know very very interesting guy because he had an understanding of his you know although he was very insignificant in the grand scale of the universe he was still capable of making a good impact where he was so that's kind of like where he dedicated his life to um, really really interesting guy there's definitely there's, there's videos on YouTube yeah. and I would definitely recommend reading his books that's cool um, info. I'm mad into books I am um, yeah I, I'm like reading two books at the minute and listening to two books I like wow that's books. I am um, yeah <laughs> I started a book I only flew home to Ireland there t- two days ago I want to say mm. and I started the book when I hopped on the plane and I had oh, I had 175 out of, t- out of 200 pages read Wow, that's really, very good. I absolutely loved it. Um, so I'll definitely try. I'll definitely look into them. Um, but yeah, so, something interesting with samurais as well is that they often spent a lot of time, like kind of grooming themselves before they went out to kind of fight because appearance and how they looked. Um, and I guess just like that kind of uh, self self love, I guess, and and putting that into mm-hmm. into play was a big part of a part of who they were as well. Do you know, it wasn't just go out there yeah. and fight. It was actually take care of yourself first, 
Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really. I mean, like, yeah, having a small bit of pride isn't you know exactly a bad thing. You should definitely be proud of yourself for your accomplishment, accomplishment, sorry, and kind of who you are. So you know, it, it definitely is a useful tool when used right. Absolutely. Um, are you in, you are you kind of big into like the Japanese culture and that? Um, bits like bits. Yeah, um, it's definitely a place I want to go to. Um, I think they have a very interesting culture uh, over there, especially in regards to arts and their history as well. Just kind of the whole kind of turmoil of war they had over there over their um, vast kind of span. Um, well, other than that though, I say he'd be kind of mainly the kind of the main guy that I'd be. That I would know of. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, cool. So I know as well, like you said, you're kind of started doing the videos and that. And then I saw one that you had up, and it was kind of you opening up, opening up about your dyspraxia and that. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. something I kind of wanted to ask about because I think you kind of covered it very well yourself. But people often have they have a misconception. I know I'm saying misconception a lot, but people have a misconception that if they have some sort of some I guess like slight fault or defects that they can't do these things and they yeah. kind of cling yeah. to them as, as a reason not to um mm. so what would you say about kind of that and how how has that affected your yeah children? um well it, 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 I guess it affects a lot of ways um I mean like like one of the kind of the common signs of dyspraxia is like uh kids who can't say the word yellow um mm. I couldn't say that word for ages and it was I was Lello is what I kept saying. It was I, I couldn't make those kind of noises with my tongue, and that 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 is kind of a very common side. So, yeah, but, at, but unfortunately, it wasn't a well-known kind of condition, so it was kind of never really picked on. Like I went to kind of extra extra ed ca- uh, classes when I was in school and uh, primary school, um, and then kind of like as it kind of went on, you know, secondary school and all that. Like the teachers were kind of struggling to understand because. I could more or less hold a conversation very well, but then to kind of like convey what was kind of going on in my head properly was just, you know, like more than difficult. I used to stutter and stammer a lot when I was a kid. I'm lucky enough I got that mostly under control. Um, But yeah, it was just, you know, trying to like, a good way of kind of explaining it is like, say like in my head, if I'm seeing a sentence being formulated and next thing just like the, the words just float off into kind of space that's kind of like one way i can just that's probably the kind of best way i can uh, explain it but just all kind of other things just a general clumsiness like just would struggle to kind of like put myself um tie my shoelaces constantly just walking into things like falling over um yeah just really really clumsy in a lot, uh, a lot of different ways um and i knew I, like i wasn't like stu- like i liked learning but i just like I, I just had to learn in a different way, but I didn't, you know, wasn't aware of it at the time. And I, it was only really kind of was when I was like 16, 17, um, that I, I, they sent me for a test and they were just like, they were able to diagnose it. But I remember like by then, like I was, I was actually, yeah, I was going into leaving sir, and I was just kind of like, when I was given it, I, at the time, there was just like a lot of things going on uh, in my own life. And this was just kind of like, you know, one thing to add to it. And I already had a kind of a bad attitude towards the world and this just kind of you know kind of added to that and I just kind of let myself just be defined by it um you know especially like I struggled socially just because like whole like having conversations with people were quite difficult just to 
kind of keep the conversation with somebody that I didn't know and just kind of get embarrassed or kind of stuttering and kind of get my words mixed up in that. So I kind of just kind of like really kind of withdrawn myself. I was looking at it, like I did have like my, my, my close friends, um, which I'm really, really appreciative for. But yeah, it was just kind of something that you know, I just kind of always felt like I was never going to be, you know, good in school or like you'd be able to educate myself or be able to kind of, you know, like make new friends or anything like that. So I just kind of like just decided not to try just because I was just like, oh, like, what's, what's the point? Like, I've kind of got this. Um, but, you know, like then when I kind of like started doing, like, you know, strongman and, you know, I didn't really think it would, would have been something I was good at. And, you know, kind of more started doing it and kind of got more encouragement from, you know, the kind of people I was around. It was kind of, you know, it was building kind of more and more and I was kind of able to kind of see things a little bit more um, differently. And I guess on the, on the physical side of things, um, doing strongman has definitely helped because it's definitely made me feel kind of more uh, physically grounded because I said like the, the whole kind of like balance thing and all that. Like I, I could literally just be standing up and I, I could just start like falling over for like no, no apparent reason. Like it's, uh, like I, I kind of learned just to laugh at it. Like, like someone could just be ha- in my hands, and next thing, like my phone could be like the other side of the room. It just, I, I'm, I'm really, my, I've shocked people with like some of the Sounds things. Like I've done. Superpowers. <laughs> uh, not even, not, e- not even superpowers. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it, it was a kind of the whole thing was a bit of a, a wild kind of for me to actually kind of process because, you know, I, I then I kind of came in a little bit of kind of denial of the whole thing, but then I was just like, look, you know, it's when I was started like researching into it like myself a lot more and I was just like started listening to like other people who had it and just like the things they were saying and I was just like you know that makes a lot of sense um you know I used to get like frustrated because like I I would struggle to do things that like would be basic enough you know just kind of and just like trying to express myself put things into words were like really difficult so it was kind of one thing I like I tried to develop I know it might sound weird but one thing I, I done was just like practicing just talking when I was by myself mm. just to kind of get myself in the habit of like saying all these words because you know my my, my brain could be going like, like a mile a minute but then like you know I'd just be you know quiet and then to try and actually like put what was kind of going on into words you know it's just a bit tricky but yeah bringing, doing strong and definitely kind of like brought me out of my shell a lot more and it's definitely kind of gave me a better kind of way of kind of coping with it and not make me feel as bad for having something that you know it's it is what it is. Like I can't fight it. Like so, I might as well like try and make it work for me as much as I can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I think that that's like an ultimate sign of strength. I think for me, whatever about how much weight you're moving or anything, but being able to kind of overcome that and like just appreciate that it's part of who you are and that, and you know, use it, <laughs> use it, use it the way that you can instead of blaming everything and everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause, I mean, like. Um, you know, like one thing, um, yeah, I've got a good interest in like, you know, sort of like philosophy and psychotherapy and that. Uh, like I, w- I want to study psychotherapy uh, at some point. But, like, you know, like one of the things it talks about is like taking like extreme ownership. Um, and what that means is like you've got to take ownership of the things that even if it's not your fault, you've still got to own it. Because if you don't own it, then there's no way of being able to change the situation. Um so like I know like, I remember um one of the founders of psychology in America, uh John not John Cook, I can't remember his second name, but 
this guy, anyways, he came from a rich family. His older brother and his younger sister were like really good academics and all this, but he was born with this like like um, muscle and bone condition and had really bad skin condition and had this thing where he was getting sick all the time. And you know, his father was just kind of thought he was just like a failure and disappointment. And mm-hmm. he was doing art and all that, but like nobody really kind of liked his paint, paintings and that. And his father kind of pulled some strings and sent him to med school and when he was in med school, they went to a psychiatric unit and he said that he felt he had more in common with psychiatric patients than he did with the doctors that he was learning. So he was like, fuck this, you know, it's not for me. He left it and joined this expedition down to South America. And when he got there, just as before they were about to go into the Amazon, he got polio and then like all of his physical conditions started flaring up again. So he got left behind by the expedition track. Now, bear in mind, this is like in the 1850s. So he had to get himself back up to New York and, you know, his father was, you know, completely like disappointed him. He was like, you know, you're failure, you're 30 years old, so like look at your brother and your sister kind of thing. And he decided, you know, he was going to kill himself because he was just like, you know, like, fuck this, like, what, what's the point? But he said before he'd done that, he decided to take complete ownership of like his, all of his conditions on all the faults in his life, even the things that made that weren't his faults and, a year later, then, you know, he more or less kind of became like one of the best psychologists ever and like wrote loads of books and like kind of really kind of set the pathway for um, kind of like modern day psychologists as it is now. So I remember when I kind of heard that story. I was just like, you know, like, wow, that's, you know, that's, it, it does make a lot of sense. And, you know, it is difficult to take responsibility for things that aren't, you know, your fault or anything like that. But it's the only way you're going to be able to grow as a person and kind of move on from them, because otherwise, if you don't own them, they're going to own you. Yeah, absolutely, man. That was uh, that was brilliant, and I, I like I can't help but keep thinking that like like despite having dyspraxia, like your memory is fucking crazy, and and to be able to tell like you, your storytelling ability is great as well. Like you know, um, <laughs> certain things that, like remember I remember certain things. But yeah, but other I, things tend to float out pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt though you'd be you'd be very well like very well able to do kind of psychology or that kind of various stuff um, mm. when you do do it like you know and, and it's just that thing as well like school isn't for everybody either like I I was able to study and like in first year started getting A's and things like that and that was when I put in work but then I realized I just didn't enjoy it and just stopped kind of mm. doing that and in a lot of people's minds I think it's becoming a bit more I guess modernized now where people realize that school education isn't absolutely everything and it, it isn't yeah it definitely isn't for everybody and it definitely just wasn't isn't. for me. And if you let yeah. that kind of define you, you know, and a lot of people do, and, you know, they, they base their work on their school grades and, yeah, yeah, for sure. Not, and it's, like, yeah, it's not, it's not a reflection of who you are. No, like, if you're, when you're at those ages, like, I mean, like, you're so immature, like, you're just throw, you're, you know you're trying to figure out the world and your place in the world and yeah. you know having all this kind of like and not to mention that the education system like isn't the best but yeah. you know like one thing like when I kind of like started to try to take more grip on my dyspraxia was like you know just because you know I'm not in education moments doesn't mean I can't learn I mean like you know there's books there's online I mean I can still like I'm I've still got great interest in things so you know just because you're not you know good academically in school doesn't mean you can't learn things I mean we all learn things differently and I think you know 
especially with the way things are now, you know, like podcasts and all this. Like, I've definitely probably learned more from Joe Rogan podcast than I have, like, from secondary school, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And I probably learned a lot more fucking valuable lessons as well. Um, which, yeah, I mean, like, there's always, there's always options around us. It just depends on where your focus is. I mean, you see what you aim at at the end of the day. And if what you're aiming at is just kind of, you know, the same kind of mediocre stuff that all you're going to see is the same mediocre stuff. Yeah, definitely. Life is a bit like archery in a way, isn't it? It's like whatever you, yeah. aim, wherever you aim, that's where, that's where you're going that's to That's where it's at. going to go. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there's always kind of, there's more than one way into the top of the mountain. That's, yeah. that's the one thing I was actually in uh, his, your man's book, actually. Um, that's one thing I've learned because I think one of, the frustra- one of the most frustrating things I've had is nothing ever really seems to go according to plan like i don't think anything i've ever tried to do has gone the way i thought it ever would have but you've just got to like adapt to the situation yeah. and that's kind of like letting go of that kind of wanting to control the situation like you know like not so much like controlling other people but to control your own life yeah. you know it's it, it's kind of like um one thing i kind of found I was putting like a lot of pressure on myself to the point where it was kind of like I wanted to improve so much that it was basically just kind of like trying to smooth rough water with a flat iron. Like the more you're trying to do it, the more you're disrupting the water. And then it was just like, it was kind of a feedback loop from hell kind of situation. Like, you know, you're trying to fix yourself, you're trying to improve, but you're just kind of making yourself more anxious and nervous because you're not doing it. And then it's just like, you know, taking that kind of you know step back and just like not wanting to have complete control and kind of going with the punches i guess and yeah. adapting to the situation is definitely a lot better than just being so dead set on something yeah and i think that that's what has really helped me with anxiety because i i had depression years ago and kind of overcame that and then i think that basically just turned into sort of anxiety um, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're two sides of the same coin, if you ask me. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. They're just kind of but, different degrees. Yeah, yeah. But but for me, a lot of it was kind of when I first got it, I didn't know what was going on, and after a while, I realized what it what it was, and kind of put a label on it, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Kind of like how you were looking with dyspraxia. I was like, Jesus, this all like this sounds. You know, I thought anxiety was just something that the feeling I felt. I was like, this is just normal. Everybody feels this, and it was like it started. Yeah social anxiety where even in primary school I remember having a secondary school mm. um just like this constant fear of embarrassment and stuff like that but that then mm. turned into like me pointing the finger inwards and saying this is your fault and why the fuck is this yeah. happening to me and you know playing the blame mm. game and being like why is life so yeah. bad what, like what's wrong yeah. with me and I did that for a while and the anxiety spiraled almost out of control where I couldn't mm. um, couldn't go into into shops and do shopping by myself. I to bring, I to go in with my mom because for some reason mm. doing shopping at the tills caused me to almost have an anxiety attack. Little things like that, even sitting in the yeah. car in certain places and various mm. things like that. And it, it it really spiraled out of control because I started blaming it and I started trying to fight it. And as soon as yeah. I realized that, look, this is something that's just happening right now, and to just let it run its course, almost like mm. you know a storm, instead of going out there. Yeah. Shit, this is the storm just let it let it, <laughs> damage, let, it let it pass and try yeah, to yeah. Move on. yeah that's where things started really turning around for me making sense um, yeah yeah you know what I, I, I def yeah definitely I definitely get what you mean there like for me I kind of find it just like it starts off with this kind of 
nervous energy kind of around my, my core and then like yeah. the more I kind of feed into it it just comes like more and more up my chest and to the point where I feel like my whole kind of like you know skin shaking heart's beating kind of sweating and all that but kind of one thing I've kind of learned is you know anxiety if you think about it is a form of like egotism because you're getting so caught up about yourself and what you know if you know, other people think of you what you think of yourself and all that that you just kind of send yourself daft, even though like, you know, that all that's kind of going on in your head, but what's going on around you isn't kind of matching out, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, one thing I, like, I try to learn to do is just kind of be more kind of present in the moment and kind of more like, you know, as I'm t- kind of talking to you now, just kind of focus on like what I can gain from like knowledge wise from you and what I could offer you. And then that kind of, that went, especially in terms of social anxiety, when I, you know, come up meeting people and, Straight away, I kind of started thinking of all my faults and all the stupid things I'd done like years ago. And it's just like, you know, we're just having a conversation. So just like, you know, more kind of you know, focus on the person, you know, ask them kind of questions and just not to think so inwards. Because I feel like once you kind of get in that inwards kind of loop, it kind of you do kind of get a little bit lost in yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and a lot of it is like you're kind of you have this fear, especially with social anxiety. Um, it's this fear that other people are viewing you in a certain way or thinking certain Mm. things about you or saying certain things about you. Um, And Mm. when, like you said, you can kind of detach from that ego and just realize like you're just another person. And if you try to be in the present, that kind of stuff starts going away and the anxiety does in my experience and yours does kind of start to go down with it as well. Um, And definitely focusing on your breathing and grounding yourself and just actually tuning into what's going on. So yeah. I did counseling for two years as well. And I'm pro- I'll probably make a podcast about that. Just talking about my experience yeah. with it. Cause it could definitely help someone, but yeah, I learned a lot in counseling. Um, went for two years, like nearly every week or every two weeks and stuff like that. But one of the biggest things was just like, there's two, two big things I took from it. One was, um, one was to try to like really be present with what's going on around you. And something that stuck with me and I still use it is like, try to try to look around and, and pick out five things you can see because most of us are so busy in our lives and that and that we're, we're up in our heads we don't actually see what's around us and we're stuck in our phones and stuck in work and wherever our thoughts lead us so like look around and list five things you can see and then kind of five things you can hear as well um you know a few things you can smell taste like get in touch with mm-hmm. senses um, and that's something yeah. that helps me kind of get a bit grounded when i start like getting a bit anxious um, and another thing as well is for me, the anxiety is more me bringing up my my own self-doubts and failures and that. And it's like, I can't yeah. do this. I'm not good enough. And people are looking at me and I look this certain way and my hair looks stupid. And like all yeah. of these thoughts, if you can turn that on its on its arse basically and start saying like, you know what, listing things you're good at. And instead of saying, I'm not able to do things, say, oh, I'm more than capable. I've yeah. done this before. Um, you know, if you start getting bad anxiety, remember that you've had it before, usually, um, and that you've been through it before. And if not, you've been tr- through worse before and that you're well able yeah. to you know, tell yourself that you're able to, that you're strong, that you're you're confident, yeah. that you're capable of success, yeah. happiness and, and feeling good instead of, you know, yeah. it, it, it could be hard to tell yourself those those kind of thoughts. So that's kind of one thing I, I learned. It was like, I was trying to get in the habit of just kind of giving more kind of positive reinforcement in that but like it actually was it's difficult even just to say those things in your head to kind of start off with like especially you're somebody whose mind is just kind of being constantly just beating up on yourself and yeah. having this kind of like black 
outlook on the world. It can be hard just to kind of like start putting those kind of thoughts in your head. But um, yeah, it seems like it's, you definitely don't want to like, you kind of got, got to know when to control your thoughts and when just to kind of like let them go at the same time. Exactly. It's um, yeah. I suppose it all comes with experience. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It, it is learning. Like I didn't like, I, I, I had anxiety for years, like still have it the other time. Um, especially if I don't sleep properly or I have too much caffeine or, you know, you find yeah. out things as well. Certain things start kind of uh, setting it off. And I know one thing for sure is caffeine and anxiety don't mix mix well. So <laughs> yeah. and you have caffeine, you're ramping your yeah. system up, your thoughts, everything's going faster. Yeah. And you need to slow down. You need to do the opposite. Um, so, you know, something like a bath might be a better option or just meditation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Um, <laughs> just going back to something you said as well about like with your dyspraxia and kind of speaking out loud to yourself, like something I did, funnily enough, for podcasts, I like... I talked about doing a podcast about, I would say four years ago with a lad, Ronan. I don't know if he'll be listening to this. He used to be a client of mine, but um, I see him as one of like a, a mentor of mine. Um, and I see like I have various mentors and some of them don't even know. I, I, I don't think he knows, but I look up to him in certain ways for certain aspects yeah. of who he is and things like that. Um, but he kind of, he made me realize like, you know, that you're able to kind of do you're able to like public speak and, and things like that. Cause I had a massive fear of public speaking and I know that's yeah. something I will do. I haven't really done properly, but um, that, and then the fear of like, you know, talking in public, like doing a podcast like this and uploading it without caring about what people think and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but one thing he told me to do was to just start practicing, like just start talking to yourself. Um, and I, it sounds ridiculous, but what I started doing, it was, it, yeah. you know, I'd have him yeah. in the gym and be finishing up nine or 10 PM. And then on the drive home, I would just list, literally no music on, nothing. And it was just me talking. So I was like talking out loud as if I had an audience with me, as if I was doing a yeah. podcast, you know, and certain talking about certain topics. And at the start, it's very, very difficult. You're like, you're like thinking you're a bit of a lunatic or if someone sees you. And yeah. After a while, yeah. you're just, <laughs> after a while, it just gets easier. And then when it actually comes to doing the thing, you've already kind of done it in a way. Um, and that, that yeah. helped me yeah. massively because you're kind of practicing what you're going to be doing, but you're also sort of like putting it out there before it's even became a thing. So I know yeah, like for some yeah. people doing a podcast is the easiest thing in the world. But for me, it was like my first episode, I put off and off and off for years, but it was a series mm -hmm. of events that led to that day. And it was like, okay, starting off with talking to yourself in the car for a minute. And that eventually then gets mm -hmm. to now where me and you were talking for over an hour and 10 minutes about things. And, you know, this is going yeah. to be, put out into the open and in public. Um, so just like, I guess don't underestimate where, where little steps will take you. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. People overlook the, the small things and it's just yeah. like, it's, you don't kind of give them much regard. And I feel like that comes down, especially with a lot of my clients and that, it's just kind of like, you know, oh, like, like when, when's the body, when I'm going to get the body I want and all this. I'm just like, look, like everything worthwhile is going to be a lifestyle. I mean, like if it's, you're never going to do something in the short term that's going to like last in the long term and if something that's going to be good. I mean, anything that's going to like benefit you is going to be something you're going to be continuously working on. So kind of having that patience for yourself and definitely just like, you know, I like disregarded a lot of small things that I could have been doing that I just thought, you know, we're just, you know, they were nothing like, but then when you actually start doing those small things, then you start picking up momentum and, you know, a lot of people kind of get too focused on like the, 
bigger kind of problems that they have going on in their life and they've got all these kind of smaller things going on and it's just like you know if you fix these smaller things then you will kind of build yourself up to a point where those bigger things aren't going to be that big instead of you know the same so kind of, kind of crippled down here and you're not even just kind of like focusing on things but yeah definitely kind of just small steps goes an awful awful long way yeah yeah and just and with that as well like i think just not like i think most of us have a habit of letting things build up to a point where things get kind of out of control so one thing i see a lot is like burnout and you know it's just from working yourself into the ground and it's it starts by like neglecting your sleep slightly so you know instead of everyone needs about seven to nine hours and most people know that Mm. but you know it starts off a one day five hours and that builds up and you start taking on more hours at work and getting less sleep and Mm. you start you know putting your kids first which you should do anyway but you need to have time for yourself and you start neglecting yourself and that that's that builds up and up and up and up but eventually when you Mm. when you kind of neglect the small things that will spiral out of control and something has to go wrong like Something yeah, will never yeah, go wrong. Definitely, it's not. It's just something's going to blow up. Like, yeah, yes, it's, it's just going to be unpleasant. And it's like as difficult as it is to face up to those things, it's a hell of a lot more difficult for those things to face up to you. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if if it gets to a point where it's just like you cannot ignore it anymore, that's a pretty uncomfortable place to be with. But like, you know, I guess there's two sides of it. Like, I mean, going to those kind of places, depending on your attitude, can teach you a lot about yourself. But at the same time. It's kind of like you could be a lot more productive if you just like address these things first up instead of like you know wait until they you know as you say they kind of blow up in your face. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think I think like I, I think a lot of that kind of comes down to just maybe being a little bit too proud to admit that you know you're having difficulties. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people just you know it's they're too kind of like they feel ashamed that you know they're not doing good or anything like that. But it's just like nobody's doing great or no one's doing perfect you know so yeah. it's just like there's no you can't be putting yourself up to these unrealistic standards all the time it's good to aim high but at the same time don't let it you know cripple you at the same time yeah yeah for sure um yeah i feel like i feel like we have a, a lot in common anyway um yeah. <laughs> we could probably keep talking about it for hours yeah um, but with, with the strongman training so like you're you're like the fifth strongest man in Ireland. I'm sure yeah. at some stage you want to be like number one. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, but my goal is I want to be the first Irishman to get to the world's strongest man final. Um, no one's got like, we've had three people get to the heats, but nobody's ever gotten to the actual like finals. So, really? I mean, you don't, you don't hit your best in strongman until you're like 35. That's your peak strength, uh, peak age for strength. So I'm, 24 now so the way i see it i've still got like another 540 training weeks until i kind of hit that point like so yeah i just like i want to get to the world strong command final do as well as i can there and i want to break all the irish records and just set the standard well set standard well do you set a higher standard i should say um but i want to i'm going to do the abs series in november um just to kind of, I feel like actually, as I was saying earlier, the whole thing of where like with strongman, you know, it's you've got all these different variations, but with powerless, and you can strain your absolute strength. So yeah. what I'm gonna do now is like every like maybe a year and a half, uh, put in a kind of just a powerless kind of training cycle, just to focus on that kind of absolute strength. So 
yeah, just kind of good. Go do uh, do a part of competition every kind of now and then, but obviously strongman being my main focus. Um, yeah, I just want to I just want to push it as far as I can. I mean, I committed this much. I might as well kind of keep going. I mean, as tough as training is, it would be a lot tougher to quit. And um, yeah, I just kind of want to try and help as many people I can on the way because, you know, I was, def- you know, me four years ago, I like, if I told myself, you know, I'd be here like doing a podcast talk about, you know, my like strongman stuff like four years ago, I'd just be like, you know, you're fucking crazy. Like, that's not me kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like everybody's capable of a lot of, good thing so i just want to try and you know convince people that they are capable of those things um yeah. so yeah, yeah hopefully you get to the psychic therapy course in the next few years and just kind of like between like you know training people physically and mentally hopefully just try and make a bit of a difference yeah that's really cool um yeah i think like mo- most people don't realize like what they're actually capable of um yeah and for me anyway like exercise in some shape or form like will help you realize what you're actually capable of so you know if you yeah if you've never really pushed yourself that hard before and then next thing you're in the gym and you're you've squat 100 kilos after starting out at like mm-hmm. 10 or you know whatever yeah. it is maybe you ran a 5k and you were you were never able to run in your life once you've achieved that you're like fuck i, I can actually do this like you can actually do this that, that opens you open the door to, your doors yeah, yeah so much else in life like, okay if i can do this and put my mind to it what else can i do mm. um, yeah yeah like when i think about like back before you know getting in strong and that and just how like dark and bleak my mindset was and just you know didn't see any real options around me or anything and you know, now I, it's, I want to do everything. Like, I mean, I think I've got too many interests, too many, I want to do too many things. And unfortunately life is too short that you can't do them all. So you've got to, you know, make your time as valuable as you can and use it as wisely as you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just as you know, as I said, just you know, small steps just open up so many, so many different things. Like, and, you know, it, I, it, it, I hate seeing people, you know, be so hard on themselves and you know just being so dismissive of themselves and so i get people and it's like oh you know i wish i could be like you and i'm not like you i can't do that and i'm just like you know, look you know i was a perfect example of somebody who completely dialed themselves and all this like so you know you may not be me in the sense you might not become like one of the strongest people around but you could be something else that you know it could be something that you don't even know you could do yet so it's just you know just you just gotta keep an open mind and open heart and think you'd be pretty surprised at what the world can give you yeah exactly yeah it was really well put man um <laughs> so yeah i i think i'll wrap it up because i'd say we'll just get we'll we'll end up recording another podcast another time but just, yeah <laughs> there's so many different yeah. things you can touch on um one thing i want to ask is besides so besides being wanting to be the strongest man in ireland and also getting was it getting to the world's World's strongest man final, yeah. World's strongest man final. Um, besides that, what else do you want to do? What else do you want to achieve? Like what are in, the, what in strongman? No, even outside of that, like what else? What other doors has that now opened for you, or what do you realize is actually possible for you? Well, I guess like the the whole wants to do psychotherapy thing. Um, you know, I'm reading like a few books by Carl Rogers at the moment. Um, that's definitely one aspect. I want to go down um and then just 
indulge in my interests in like you know reading and traveling um you know for so like i said for so long i just didn't really kind of see many options around me and you know now i've just got like i said like i was working in duns for so long there and my whole life was kind of you know keep myself busy doing things for other people and now i'm just kind of like you know what can i do for myself what can i do around me mm-hmm. um you know obviously with strongman i'm going to be in some ways limited in what i can do but uh, mainly just because having to stay committed to training, but my whole my whole goal is like if I can put in a fuckload of work between like you know now until the end I retire and then like enjoy as much as I can in between then and then you know like after that then you know things should be easy enough. Um, I mean I love cooking to be honest. I fucking like, I grew up in a, an Italian restaurant as a kid. My family owned, so I was kind of said that if I was ever if I ever done well enough, I would like to kind of open my own small kind of like a little Italian restaurant place. I just, I love cooking food for other people. It's just, it's a great thing to do. Um, but yeah, just that, travel the world, learn as much as I possibly can, meet as many people as I can, and just try and give back as much as I possibly can. And, you know, I feel like it's, if you're ever kind of stuck for things to do, I feel like, you know, trying to make a difference is a good thing to do. So yeah. you know, that's kind of one thing you might as well try and put your mind to. Yeah, that's that's savage. Um, and I, th- I think like what you said there about being being in Dunza as well. Um, not that it not that it's wrong or anything or bad or just sometimes I th- I find you can get in in a kind of fixed mindset, especially yeah. if you're kind of working a nine to five and you feel like that's all you're kind it, of yeah, man. In. It kills your it kills your soul and your spirit, man. That's the only way I can put it. Like it's like I said, like since I've left that job, I'm. I met a lot of friends, a lot of great people in there. Yeah. But like since I left there, like Jesus Christ, I feel so much happier. Like every day it's just been like, you know, that much that much better. I've just been able to, like I said, like read more, like go out more, just do live my bloody life. And yeah, you know, I like I see, you know, people who kind of get caught up in that whole trap. And you know, I would much rather be earning, you know a couple of hundred euro a week off my own money rather than getting paid, you know, like twice as much by some company to do their work. Cause I mean, yeah. fuck that man. Life is way too short. I don't want to be like, you know, wake up one day and like it's next to retirement. And I'm just like, what the hell have I done for the last while? Like, it's just yeah. screw, like screw that. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out who you are and live the life the way you want to do it because yeah. you only get to do it once. And like when I look back on like when I was a teenager and having that mindset, I like I wasted a lot of time. I could have done a lot more things just because I was so negative, and that kind of hurts in ways that I had wasted that time. So I just want to make every day count, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But also, like some people only kind of find out at 50, 60, 70 near retirement that yeah they didn't live life the way they wanted. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think and that's, yeah, we're both, that's the same, fucking... both the same age, but I think we're very yeah. fortunate to have like realized that. And also to be in a world where it's a lot more possible now to do what you want, like especially with online, like yeah. if you're listening yeah. to this and you're in a nine to five and for, just with that, I want to say like with nine to five and office work and all that, if you enjoy that and you, that makes you happy and it gives you, you know, security and time, yeah. time outside of that for your life and everything like that. And you're happy, then that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Also, if you're someone that's in that and you feel like you know fuck when when am i going to be able to get out of this mm. i think one thing to to realize is that because of online like you're 
more or less able to do whatever you want. Like you can create an yeah. online business, you can start a course, you can yeah, you know, if you like exactly. you're cooking, you can write an online Italian cookbook. Like that's just mm. a few ideas off the top of my mind, but there's so many more opportunities out there now because of online. And yeah. I don't think people take advantage of it enough. Yeah, the internet is completely misused. I mean, like, it is like a li- you've got a library in your goddamn pocket and you spend it like scrolling through Instagram. Exactly. Like, come on, like, man, there's options out there. Just look for them. Yeah. They're there. Like, you can't wait for a good thing to happen. You've got you've to make it happen yourself because, you know, unfortunately, no one's coming to save you. The only person who's going to save you is yourself. And, you know, you can have the best, like, support network and your friends be motivating as fuck, but like you're the one who's got to make those decisions and get yourself out of there yeah and it starts with one tiny action and yeah motivation will follow after action and more action leads to more motivation and eventually and discipline as well discipline because yeah, yeah, like when, when the motivation goes is discipline you got to fall back on yeah that's one thing i've learned because there's actually times where my motivation has, has dwindled but it's just like you know you got to like weigh up your options you know you, you just got to kind of put your head down keep keep it up obviously you know take care of yourself don't let it like get to you but at the same time you know discipline is is a big part of it yeah and that, that's something i've massively taken from because i'm i'm a few weeks away from a photo shoot now and to say that yeah. that requires a lot of discipline is an understatement um, I, 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 I can't understand how people cut like i love food too much i just the whole thing of cutting your calories back and just uh, mentally I don't think I could do it like I'm like I haven't eaten throughout this like podcast and I'm getting hungry now like I can't imagine you like what, like how you feel I, I had a yogurt when we started but like yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, I just like uh, cannot understand it. it's some mental toughness to do that I'm on um I'm on 75 grams of carbs at the minute and uh I'm like 20 calories a day it's it's very low at the minute it's 1200 but it's literally oh. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's Damn, little, that's, that's like my breakfast almost. It's little, little girl <laughs> calories at the minute, but it's just yeah. because of how far I am and how aggressive I want to go for the last few weeks to literally strip yeah. out of better ways possible. But mm. one of the biggest things I take from this and from weightlifting and bodybuilding, if you will, is the discipline. And I've been able to carry that over to absolutely every other area of my life. Mm. Like um, and, and people often say, How are you so disciplined? Or oh, it's easy for you because you're so disciplined. But I wasn't mm. a disciplined person before I started the gym. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting around, yeah, like, exactly. the only thing I had discipline with was turning the PlayStation on. And that was Yeah, <laughs> yeah same as that. You know, so... Disciplined and being lazy. Can, <laughs> and, like, train discipline like a muscle. And mm. you can also change your personality. People don't, don't realize that you can, but you can. You're not, you're not okay. fixed with the type of person that you are. You yeah. can... I, I wasn't a sporty person. I tried various sports, mm. but there was no sport for me. I wasn't a f- sporty person or a yeah. fitness person by any means. Yeah. Whereas now I would definitely say that I am. Um, I wouldn't define myself yeah. as that person, but I'm someone that enjoys exercise, that enjoys sport. Yeah. And I never was. You've grown, man. You've yeah. grown. That's the, personal growth is a never-ending. It's a never-ending thing. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're like, you know, 22, 23 and you think, like this is it for you i mean like that is a fucking poor mindset to have i mean like you you never want to stop growing i mean you should always be looking to improve yourself in some way or another because i mean what's the point otherwise like there's so much out there i mean it's 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 never ending 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just just to wrap up the podcast, I usually ask mm. a question at the end. So, um, okay. what is what is happiness to you? What's happiness to me? Um, you can take your time. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of things coming to my mind right now. I one thing I've learned is you know it's best to look for the small things because i feel like if you try to overcomplicate happiness it it just gets fucking messy um you know for me like doing this you know going out hiking just being in the outdoors and like you know what like one thing that i've just i just love like just seeing a really nice view you know what i mean like just seeing like like a nice scenic view that like looks great well or even just any even on a good day or a bad day or you know just kind of things that you know i say cooking food for friends um kind of just learning seeing talking to people um because i say i feel like if you overcomplicate things and if you try to put happiness in all aspects of life then it becomes stale and saturated and it becomes almost meaningless so i feel like it's you've got to keep happiness tied to the things that are meaningful because once you try and put that out and you try to look for happiness in things that are expedient, then I feel like you kind of, you fall down a bit of a, a bad trap. So yeah, definitely the things that, that uh, the small things, things, things that actually mean something. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great answer. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Um, cool. So just to finish up, where can people find you if they want to get in touch about, like I said before this as well, before we started recording, if I have people coming to me looking to be the strongest man in Ireland or do powerlifting, that's, mm. it's not my area and it's not my, it's not my expertise and it's not something I have personal experience with. So I'm more than happy to send them your way. And if anyone's listening yeah. and they're inspired to get strong and fucking... Mm have superpowers like Killian, where can you, where can they find you and get in touch? Um, best get in touch with me on my Instagram account. It's um, CG underscore strongman. Um, that'd become best. And then usually I kind of like work off WhatsApp with my uh, clients. But yeah, if anybody's ever interested, just kind of hit me up on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to talk to anybody about anything. Perfect. Perfect. Grant. Yeah. Thanks a million. Right. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.